Good morning to everyone and thank you brother Ajay for your warm welcome. I want to thank the pastor for giving me this opportunity to share the word of God on this special day which we all know is India's 75th Independence Day. I don't know how many of you were there at that time. But I want to say, I am one of the very few who was there even before the independence was declared. So I know the British rule, of course I was only one and a half years old. <laughs> and I also know what freedom is all about, you know, as uh, India has become a sovereign independent state. But we want to thank God because God is the one who gives freedom, independence to his people, to his nations. We also know from the Bible how the people of Israelites were under bondage. But God chose to deliver them. People need independence. And independence is very important. But having come this far, you know, 75 in fact, this is the 75th year. It's a great milestone in the life of the nation. India is politically independent. Does it mean that India is independent in every aspect, you know, socially, economically, physically, and so on? That's very difficult to answer because in spite of all that has been going on in India as an independent country, all the efforts that are being taken by the government, still there are many unresolved social problems. You know, there is all kinds of oppression, there is illiteracy, there's poverty, and uh, there's even abuse, you know, abuse of children, abuse of women, um, and there's a lot of corruption, you know, uh, in various circles, um, and there's people still don't know how to take control of their situation because people are not free completely in their mind, especially in their spirit. That's where I just want us to look at a verse from the Bible where we read about true freedom. We read it from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which reads, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So true liberty of freedom comes from the Lord. And when the Spirit of the Lord is there, you can be more than 100% sure that there is likely to be the true and the real freedom. That also means that when you and I and even the nation of India has the spirit of God in its system, in our minds, in our hearts, we know what true freedom is. And freedom is a blessing. And God is one who blesses his people. He wants to bless them. 
he wants to bless you and me as, as individuals he wants to bless our families he wants to bless the nation as a whole but one condition is something that we can read from psalm 33 verse 12 it goes blessed is the nation whose god is the lord the people he has chosen as his own inheritance so for the nation to be blessed the people has to be blessed and for the people to be blessed you know we should have god in our lives god who is a lord of our lives god is the one who created everything god is the one who governs everything and the lord is the one who blesses us the lord is the one who protects us the lord is the one who guides us so for a nation to be blessed the nation should have god as its lord and the next question how does god bless a nation does he just bless it like that you know in the old testament we know that when nineveh was to be punished the whole nation the whole city was to be punished because the whole people were doing the evil things that can happen but when god has to bless the whole nation how does that happen that is where you and i become important in god's sight god chooses to bless a nation by choosing his people who will go along with him who will see what he sees who will do what he wants them to do and by doing so god is going to bless them and he doesn't stop there god blesses others through us the blessing doesn't stop with us but it is going to be passed on to others so sometimes some of us think you know there are so many problems around us how can i help maybe i can give a cup of tea or i can give some food but still the problem is so big that i can't handle it you know there's a lot of discouragement but i want to tell me and yourself this morning that one person with god is far too many god can do many things through one person and in the bible when you look at that you see god using just one person to bless many people you know it took only one abraham to become father of nations to be a blessing to nations it required only one moses to bring deliverance in the lives of israelites who were under bondage in egypt it required only one david to defeat a powerful army of philistines and finally in the new testament we know it took only one jesus our lord to save the entire humanity praise the lord so you may think that you are one but 
it is important for us to know that God can use you and me in a mighty way beyond our imaginations, beyond our thinking to bless not only us, not only our families, not only our community, but even a larger group of people, a whole state, a whole district. Why not even a whole nation? We know it from what is written in the Bible. We are going to take or talk about Joseph. We all know about Joseph. We know the story of Joseph. He was the 11th child in a family of 12 children. He was a very simple type. But I want us to look at some of the things that happened in his life, some of his characteristics that God approved and God used him to become a great blessing in a whole nation that did not even know God. The nation governed by a pharaoh. Now I want us to look at three things about Joseph. The first thing about Joseph is he saw what God saw. You know, we read it from the Bible. If you turn to Genesis 37 verse 7, we read, There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. This was Joseph talking to the 11 brothers. And he was sharing with him what he saw in his dream. And God gave the dream. God had a vision, a plan for Joseph. And this was something he saw which he was sharing. And in the second dream, he saw the sun and the moon and the stars. There were 12 stars. But the sun and the moon and the stars were bowing down before him. It was also the same idea that God was going to raise him to be someone whom everyone will respect, everyone will revere. And at that time, probably, Joseph did not know. You know, in my own case, I can give a simple example from my own life that at the age of seven or eight, I used to see my grandmother. You know, she was living in a town called Kadalur. She used to go to villages. She was a widow and um, she went by bullock cart to, you know, share the word of God, you know, to evangelize. He went to many, many villages during the 40, 45 years of her service. And during holidays, when we used to visit her, I used to join, even at the age of five. And I got so much interested in it. So after having been with her for about two or three years, I knew that there was a seed planted in my heart that I wanted to become like her. I wanted to become an evangelist or I wanted to become a missionary. That thing 
was already there. As I grew up, as I studied, I did different things. I did something like, you know, what is called the statistics, you know, different degrees. But along these years, almost 32 years, you know, after which I became a missionary, I myself and my wife, we became missionaries. When I looked back, I knew that God had put in that seed, that passion in me, that vision to serve him even as young I was. But that seed did not go away from me. Even after my, after my master's MSc statistics, I used to ask, how can this MSc help me in serving the Lord to be an evangelist or to be a missionary? But after 32 years, God is someone who can do the impossible things, the things that we cannot do. And you see, that's what happened to Joseph. Can you imagine someone from a village, you know, a Hebrew boy, becoming the prime minister of a whole nation? It takes God to do that. But on his side, he began to see what God saw in his life. So if you are one in whom God has put in a seed for him, for his kingdom, it's not a small thing. It's something you need to take seriously, something we need to pray about, but we do not know. We don't have a blueprint of our future. God doesn't give a blueprint because we cannot become gods like him. But he would like to see how far we are willing to go along that vision, that plan that God has for you and me. That's what happened to Joseph. He kept that vision. He went along with God. How do we know that he went along with God? You know, he went through different paths. You know, that takes us to the second point, that Joseph submitted himself and even humbled himself to the path God was taking him through. He allowed himself to walk through that path God was taking him through. You know, the path was not easy. You know, we all go through challenges and difficulties, every one of us, one way or another. But one thing, you know, as I said, when you are alone, with God being on your side, you don't have to sulk. You don't have to feel defeated. It may seem to be challenging, difficult, hard at that point of time. But God is there to lift you up to where he wants to put you. That's what God did in the life of Joseph. He was loved by his father, but hated by his brothers. So they sold him as a slave and he was taken as a slave boy to work in Potiphar's house and we know that for the wrong reasons, you know, for no wrong of his, he was put in the prison. He goes through that path. You know, you can see the personality of Joseph, that he was not one who rebelled and tried to take control of his own life. He allowed him to flow through the waters that the Lord was allowed him, him to 
go. He never rebelled. He never fought back. You know, even with Potiphar's wife, I don't know what, what he told the master, but when he was imprisoned, he just went there. We don't read anything of him trying to justify himself. You know, sometimes when we know that God is with us, however difficulty the situation we are facing, maybe, we will just be there. We will be still and know that the Lord is indeed God. And he's in our lives. And he's going to see us through. So we have that assurance when we know that God is with us and we are going through his plan and we are willing to surrender ourselves. In Matthew 23, verse 12, you know, it's a verse which you all know. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is something which God always takes note of. You know, he is against those who are proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That is the thought of God we have. And we know from Joseph's life, he was a humble person. He allowed himself. You know, when he was in the prison, you know, he was interpreting the dreams of the baker um, and the butcher, and he asked them in a very humble way, please remember me, you know, when the time comes. So he had that element of humility in himself. And when God sees that quality in us, he will never allow us to suffer for too long. There will come a time where he will lift us up. And because of his humility, we see how Joseph was lifted up to a position which was next only to the Pharaoh. So he was humble. He submitted himself to the path God was taking him through. And the third aspect is that the Lord was with Joseph. You know, this is an interesting thing because we don't read it just once in Genesis. We read it three times at three different points. Firstly, in verse 2, we read that the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Again, in verse 3, we read, when his master saw that the Lord was with him. You see, the master was a pagan. He did not know the real God. But the way Joseph conducted himself, the way he carried himself, he lived, he reflected the presence of God to others, even to this pagan master. So when he saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, so when God is with us, people cannot miss out seeing him in us. Because when God is with us, uh, the way we live, the way we conduct ourselves, the way we talk, the way we do things to others, you know, will definitely show off. There are human limitations, but 
because your focus is on god and you know that god is always with that you know with us you know the way how to live how to relate to others you know here it is not just god being with joseph but he himself being assured that god is was with him and that's something which is very important for us it's one thing to say god is there you know when we come to church on sundays we worship god is there god's presence is there again when we go to a prayer meeting you know war room prayer or life groups at that moment we can experience god's presence but god being with us in a real sense is our constant consciousness of god's presence in our life in my life whatever you do whatever you think whatever you plan you can't do without involving god that's what we mean by realizing god's presence with us that's what happened to joseph that's what joseph was doing but it did not spare him from all the problems you know the important thing we have to note about joseph was that in spite of all the problems he was going through you know being sold as a slave being a servant in potiphar's house going to the prison you know these are not small things you know very difficult very difficult things but when he was going through all that till he felt god's presence in his life that is a mark of a man of god that is a mark of a man who gives utmost importance to god and his presence in his life that was joseph so you can see it works in two ways he went through the challenges he went through hardships he went through trials but he realized god's presence and because god's presence was there it's the same god who let him go through these challenges also was a one who was going to work in his life bring about that major change major shift from being a slave from being a prisoner to be the second in command of a whole nation to make him a blessing you see that when god does something he looks at you and me the way we surrender ourselves our lives we submit ourselves and even to the ways he's allowing us to go through very difficult ways and he knows that we are being faithful to him when we go through it without grudging without murmuring without revolting he knows that we are fit to be a trustworthy servant to serve him in a higher position and he raises us it need not be you know worldly position it can be anyway it can be a spiritual position you can be a blessing to people around you it could be the children in sunday school it could be our families or it could be the community god has put us in god can bless us to be a blessing to those he has called us to serve so in the life of joseph 
He had to go through it for a long time. But God also knows the time limit. God also knows his plan for every one of us. When the time comes, no one can stop us from being what God wants us to be. And he's going to exalt us. He's going to bless us. He's going to make us a blessing, not to ourselves, not our families only, not to the community, but even to a larger group of people because he can use us as a source of blessing. That way, you see a whole nation can be blessed just because of one person. So I want to repeat what I said. You may be one, but with God being with you, you are far too many. In the Bible, we read of it in several instances where Israelites were actually surrounded by enemies. You know, they felt very small. But when they looked at God, and when they sensed the presence of God, God fought for them, for the battle belonged to the Lord. I want to just end with my own personal testimony what happened. You know, I earlier said that God gave a vision and I didn't know how it was going to happen. I was just plodding along, you know, my education came to MSc and then had to go for a higher degree abroad. Even at that time, I did not know. And when we went to Europe, we had double scholarship. I don't want to tell a long story, but I want to say that something went wrong. Humanly, things worked against us. My wife lost her scholarship first because she could not manage the situation in Europe. She had to be a wife, she had to be a mother, she had to be a student, she had to do everything herself because, you know, I was focusing more on my studies, which was quite demanding. So because of the pressures and there was some politics involved, they also cut my scholarship. To make it worse, you know, this was at the end of four years. I was about to, uh, no, actually the scholarship was cut after two years. So two years, God just helped us through the people of God around us. See, there again we saw the hand of God in our lives that in spite of the challenges, God was there to help us. But to make it worse, as I was about to submit my thesis for defense, our second daughter, who was born, you know, Abigail, uh, fell sick very seriously to the extent that she had to be, this was in Belgium, Brussels, she had to be shifted from one hospital to another. She saw five hospitals within a period of one and a half months because doctors could not handle her sickness. It was a rare form of virus which one in 10,000 or 20,000 children get, and she got it. So it kind of put a block on my work. I could not proceed, you know, preparing my final, you know, thesis for defense. And we didn't know what to do, but one thing we know was that there were people who were there to support us in the church. That's why church becomes more very, very important in the lives of people. The people of God supported us, they prayed with us, and we knew that, you know, the Lord who brought us thus far 
he's going to help us to complete the path. So we waited, we believed in the Lord, and she became all right after three months. She was hospitalized for three months as a newborn baby, actually. She was born and got sick within two weeks. She was in the hospital for three months. And then I finished my final work. And today I can say that during that time, God had prepared a way for me and my wife, Auntie Mano, to become missionaries in Africa. And that's what I desired to be. I said, I'll become a missionary. If at all I become a missionary, I would like to be in Africa. If not, let me go back to my country. I didn't want to become a missionary in Europe or somewhere, no. That was my vision, and the Lord made it possible. And today, the other thing is that that very child, Abigail, who almost died, people, doctors actually gave up hope on her, you know. But it was the Lord who saved her. And today, she's also a servant of God. She's a pastor, pastoring with her husband in the U.S. It was a long way. You know, she grew up knowing that the Lord spared her life for a purpose. And today we know that God has full, is fulfilling his purpose in her life. So when we look at the life of Joseph, we know that God is the one who has a plan and purpose for every one of us. And when we catch that vision God has for us, when we choose to go with him, he is going to take us through. You know, we may pass through difficult times. We may have to submit ourselves completely, you know, humble ourselves before everyone, before people. Um, and even in difficult situations, we have to humble ourselves. And also, through the difficulties, he also shows that he is with us. You know, and when God is going to be with us, He's going to not only see us through, he's going to make sure that he fulfills the purpose in our life in order to be a blessing to a whole group of people. It could be a family or a community, or it could be a whole district, or it could be even a nation. God can do mighty things.